Welcome to the Women of Wild podcast, where we explore what it means to be a woman. We will be discussing real life challenges from being a daughter, a wife, a mother, a single mom, and beyond. We're two friends living very different lives. One is married with all girls. The other is divorced with all boys. We're perfect bookends to speak from opposite perspectives on all the things. Our mission is to search out the heart of a woman and to pour into you wherever you are with real life wisdom, actionable steps, and application of the topics we discuss to continue our self-development into a wild woman. That is a woman of wisdom, impact, love, and dignity. So let's go. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed Jenny's interview last week. If you didn't get a chance to listen, I highly recommend it. She is such an amazing, wild woman and someone I look up to and admire very much. I'm on my own again this week, but it looks like Debbie may be back with us next week. So I hope and pray that's the case. I've missed her. I know you have too. This past week, I taught a vision board workshop with some women from my church, and I thought I would share some of what I learned in the process and, I, and some of what I shared with them. I am not a vision board expert. This is actually the first year I have created one. This is also the first time I've ever picked a word for the year. I share that because my word is very tied to my vision for this coming year. I share that because my word is very tied to my vision for this coming year. I have shared how I struggled with setting goals in the previous episodes, but I'm learning to see the value in them. I don't think I ever bothered to create a vision board or pick a word for fear that I would just forget about it by February. I've been someone who has been pretty content to float through life for most of my life. I think it's a combination of age, coaching, and personal growth that I wanna do more and make more of an impact with the time I have left. If I had forever, floating through life might be fine, but I don't know how much time I have left, and I want to use what I have well. In fact, that is one of my goals and an aspect of my word for the year. Before I get into that, I want to share why I think creating a vision board or a vision for the year is important. Proverbs 29.18 says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I've spent a lot of time stumbling all over myself through life. I want to be more attentive to what God reveals to me. That doesn't mean I can see the future or will have things all figured out. But if I feel led in a certain direction, I want to make sure that I'm taking steps to continue down that path to the best of my ability instead of just stumbling around hoping I go the right way. One of the goals that has kept coming to my mind over the past couple months, and I do believe this is divine revelation because I promise you I would not have picked this goal for myself, and I'm going to need God's help to accomplish it, is to not spend any money on things I don't need. One of my favorite things to do is browse around thrift stores. Wellspring Treasures is one of my favorites. I can spend hours looking at the rows of books in Goodwill, No longer bound, just open up a thrift store right outside my neighborhood. I could walk there. I don't need any books, clothes, knickknacks, anything on sale at Hobby Lobby. As I was on this boat ride in Panama a few weeks ago, at the beginning of January, I was thinking about this. 
we had a long time and I was just listening to the droning of the motor and looking at the water. And I think some of this idea has come from the fact that I've traveled internationally twice in the last couple of months. Sean and I went to England in November and then our family went to Panama at the beginning of the year. I want to save money for experiences like that. And I also have seen how people live with so much less stuff. Even in England, many of the homes and flats are smaller. The cars are smaller. The stuff in my house just takes up a lot of my time and energy. And as I was thinking about this, the phrase came, I have enough. And the minute I thought about that statement, I have enough in my head, I knew that was my word. I started to think about how I always think I need one more something. I don't need any more clothes to get through this year. I have plenty. I don't need more stuff. I don't need another training or class to do my job better. That is another area where I always think I need one more thing so I can do a better job. I am enough. I don't have to be more to do what I'm called to do. That is not a word I would have picked. It's not a very fancy or cool word, but I know it's my word for this year. It was confirmed to me again when I went to a one-word workshop with my friend Gail. She had invited me, and I wanted to see how it was done, how they helped people figure things out. The first activity we did is the woman who ran the workshop paired us up with one other person who was there and gave us each three minutes to talk to each other about what stage of life we were in. We were just to talk for three minutes and then listen to the other person for three minutes without interrupting, just practicing listening and talking. I was paired up with a woman I didn't know, and I shared first. I shared about my word, enough, and how it came to me. I also shared how I was in this transitional stage of life where my girls are young adults and were becoming empty nesters sort of part of the time. Then it was her time to speak, and she had kids the same age as mine. We were in the same stage of life, and she had also been thinking about the word enough. She added her perspective to the word that she had done enough, she had parented enough, and that God will fill in the gaps, and her kids are enough. They just, just as they are. That just grew the word for me and gave it greater perspective in my life. The idea of having this word is helping me with my vision and goals. Keeping it simple helps me. I have made it through one month of 2023 without buying something that I didn't need. I've spent money on food and doctor's appointments, but that's pretty much it. It's not very exciting. But I'm trying to use what I already have well. I have a lot and I can get creative and use what I have already. If I'm not wearing what is already in my closet, I don't need more clothes. If I'm not using the craft supplies I have in my craft room, I don't need to add more. I'm feeling very called to steward well what I already have. That includes my work too. I have a lot of training and resources and books. I always want to have more and I need to use what I have. I don't need more. 
I can spend lots of time looking at what I have, learning from what I already have, wearing what I have, creating out of what I have, and giving away what I don't want or need anymore so it gets out of my way. My vision board centers around the word enough. My other goals are to build up my immune system, get healthy and strong and in better shape. My physical health has been a challenge. I know I've shared that over the past several months, and I think I'm finally on the right track on healing this cough and things going on. But that's a big one that my husband and I have both been trying to be healthier so that we can enjoy this empty nesting time and not age so quickly as people often do. I want to travel more with Sean and the girls. That was a really thing that I enjoyed this past um, couple of months that we did. And I'd love to save money for that instead of wasting it on just stuff that I don't need. I want to declutter and let go of stuff I don't use or use what I have. These are some of the goals that I have for this year. And a lot of them do center on enough. And that is just something that has hit me pretty hard this year. And, you know, when you come up with something like that, you start to see it everywhere. I'm hearing it different places. I'm just, it's capturing me in many different ways. And these are goals that I have, but, you know, sometimes things happen. Debbie and I had a lot of ideas for the podcast starting in January sometimes unexpected things happen and that shifts our goals and it's good to be ready for that. You know, we had, Debbie and I had created some goals for the podcast. One of them was that we wanted to get an online community started with our listeners and it just didn't happen because I was sick and she had some things going on. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, her father passed away. So I'm really glad that we didn't have that started yet because it's not the right time. We didn't know why it wasn't the right time, but now we can see how that is. And that doesn't mean we're going to never do it, but it's just going to have to wait until the timing is right. And we hope it will be sometime this year. I think in the meantime, we may just try to do some more challenges and workshops and things until we're ready to do something more involved like that. This year will look different than we expected already as she works through her grieving process. I say that because it is important to have a vision, a direction, and some specific goals, but it's also really important to be able to shift when life throws unexpected things our way. We are not abandoning our goals for the podcast, just delaying them a bit until the time is right. If you have stories about your vision, and goals, or word for the year, I would love to hear them. You can email us. You can put it in our private Facebook group or our public Facebook group. But it was such an inspiring thing as this word enough came to me. And I saw all the ways it could apply to my life. I would love to hear some of your stories, if you have some, about that. Because it's just interesting how each of us is in a different place and how those words can inspire us in different ways. I am a visual person, so having this vision board with my word and some other 
pictures and ideas on it is going to help me throughout the year. And one of the things I plan to do, because I do struggle with follow through and consistency, is to put a reminder on my calendar at the end of every month. We're here at the end of January and I'm already talking about it. So I'm already reminded of this month, but to to look over my goals, to look at my board, to remind myself of what I want to accomplish this year and to see each month how I'm doing and really reflect back on each month. So I think that's a great way to start January. January did not go exactly how I hoped it would with um, this cough I've had, but I'm finally starting to be on the right track of getting it cleared up. And I'm hoping February will be a little bit more productive for me. But at the same time, I learned in January, physical health is a big deal and how to prioritize things because I just had to take care of myself and work on getting that um, healed. I didn't exercise like I hoped, but I just couldn't with the breathing issues I was having. And so I think just being able, I still can look back at January and see what I did and what I didn't accomplish and look at February and see how I can change those things. So that's, that's one of the things I'm hoping to do to help me each month of the year. And it goes so fast. I can't believe January is already over. I have one more thing to share. It was something I heard this week in church, and I thought it was a great um, lead in to what we're going to be talking about in February. One thing my pastor said in church this week was, fear doesn't motivate us to change, but love does. Fear may motivate a change in behavior, but love can motivate a true change of heart. As I was thinking about this and how it applies to vision and goals or towards pursuing something you want to change in your life, I think the first step is to work on yourself, to love yourself enough to keep your commitments to yourself. A lot of self-sabotage comes from not caring for ourselves, respecting ourselves, loving ourselves, or thinking ourselves worthy to put this time and energy into. I'm not talking about being totally self-focused, but we cannot love and care for others well or serve others well if we don't love and care for ourselves well first. It has to start with me. When I am healthy and strong, or when you are healthy and strong, we have an overflow of strength that we can lend to others when they need it. I don't want to get stuck on this topic because we are going to be talking a lot about love in February. Not just romantic love, but loving ourselves, our families, and our neighbors, and what that looks like. I think Debbie will be back with me next week. I have missed her, and I look forward to her energy and insight being back on the show. Until next time, stay wild. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. Let us know what you liked and what your main takeaways were. We'd also love to know what topics you'd want to hear about on future episodes. To connect with us further on social media or to learn more about our services, click on the links in the show notes or email us at womenofwildpodcast at gmail.com. And if you know anyone that would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it. 
To continue the discussion about this episode, join us in our private Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes. Until next week, stay wild.